Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Good morning, Emma, and thanks for being on the show. Morning, Smithy. Thank you. Hey, look, it's just, it's a great story. I mean, it hasn't even been four days. It has not even been four days. Friday afternoon, New Zealand time. It's not even Friday afternoon, uh, Tuesday afternoon, New Zealand time now. So less than four days. How are you feeling about the whole thing now that you've had a little bit of time to reflect? Yeah, it feels pretty good. Um, it, it's a little bit surreal sitting in our hotel room and watching Lisa out on the same piece of water that we were um, dominating, I guess you can say, um, four days ago. So no, it's a pretty pretty cool feeling and uh, it's certainly sinking in. You must uh, look back on that decision to come back now and say it's one of the best ones you've made in your life. Yeah, like, I guess it, it was a, a, a little something that was just kind of niggling away at me and I've always believed that I could be an Olympic champion and I knew that my previous Olympic experiences weren't the best of me I guess you could say um so you know while it was a tough decision it was also quite an easy one as well can I take you way way back what got you into rowing Emma um my brother actually coached uh, sorry my dad coached my brother so um it was a little bit of a family affair um but I I at the time played hockey and obviously dreamed of being a, a black stick um, and then found rowing and found that that kind of uh, suited my body type and yeah it was it was wasn't love at first sight but I got there in the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well I mean it's it's a it's a hard sport to get into because I, I imagine there's disciplines in most sport but the discipline uh, you know of, of being a teenager etc and and then getting into a point where you know you've still got to get up every morning and it's, it's not a kind of training that I, I imagine some mornings you actually look forward to. Yeah, it's definitely a commitment, and especially at um, a young age. But uh, I guess that's probably, that's probably what makes me tick as well. I love having a routine and something to, to aim for and, and get up for. So um, in my younger days, the Hawke's Bay Rowing Club was a little bit more casual about early mornings, but as obviously as time goes on and you commit more, it's, it's certainly a big one. Who are your role models uh, in rowing? Because, uh, you know, rowing has been around quite a while, uh, in our history and, and very successfully so. I mean, I, I drive over the Clive Bridge and I go past the Everswindell Reserve uh, by the Clive River. Uh, so you've got a little bit in common there. Yeah, and the Hawke's Bay girls as well. So I guess the beauty of our sport is that um, while you're a, a junior athlete, you're still at regattas and mixing with the elite rowers. So we had role models right there um, on our doorstep and I actually have photos rowing in an eight with the girls um, at Hawke's Bay Rowing Club. So yeah, they were huge influences on my desire to, 
to be an Olympic champion, I guess. I saw their success in Athens, and then I was actually on their team four years later in, in Beijing. And they're phenomenal athletes, and you know they'll be legends of our sport for many, many years. And so will you, uh, I'm pleased to say. Uh, Emma Twig, look, uh, how much doubt or how much confidence, I, I guess is a better word, how much confidence going into this uh, regatta did you have on uh, your form leading into it? Because it's not as if uh, with the crazy COVID world we live in, uh, it would have been a normal type preparation in terms of getting the right kind of competition. Yeah, it was quite an unusual build-up this year. Um, and actually looking back, I think it, it probably helped our team uh, kind of have a, a one one big training block that built and peaked in, in Tokyo rather than a whole lot of racing that sometimes can leave you uh, a little bit um, fresh, I guess. So um, going in, I, I had no idea on how fast I was against my competitors. I knew that I was still kind of building back into the sport in 2019. Um, and I was watching the World Cups eagerly. And there's obviously a new Russian scholar who I'd never raced before. So... I didn't really know, but what I did know was that um, I was competing on the prognostics sheet, which is a, 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 a whole lot of world record times um, that we gauge each other against. And our women's pair are phenomenal and have set the standard in our team for the last couple of years. And I knew that I was close to them prognostically, so I knew that I was going fast. Um, it was just a matter of where everyone else was going to be. So as racing kind of unfolded during the week, I took more and more confidence every time. Um, I, my times came back as the fastest. That leads me to the next question, which is one of tactics, because uh, it's a sport where, um, you know, if you're in the front, you're actually looking back at your opposition, um, and you chose to do it that way this time around. Yeah, and I guess it's probably just, I guess, a bit of experience and uh, knowing who I was racing. Um, and the, the Russian athlete, I knew that if she was close in the last 500 she might um, feel like she could get through um, and also just having some experience that in the earlier rounds I never really maxed myself out um, and I just wanted to, to race my race from start to finish and I knew that if I raced my best race that no one would be beating me so that was kind of the approach on Friday. It must be a wonderful feeling to know that you've uh, got it in the tank uh, to withstand that, that kind of thing so you know, with these doubts in your mind from um, going so close, agonisingly so close within seconds and milliseconds of actually being on the dais on previous attempts, uh, what was your focus coming down the stretch? Were you, were you able to, to uh, just remember those, those frustrating times or was it just all about that race and you were so inward looking? Yeah, I mean, I guess we'd done a lot of work before actually getting um, to Tokyo. Um, my biggest fear... Uh, and one that probably tripped me up at times in the Olympic cycle um, in terms of the doubts that, that I had around whether I would go and have a similar result. Um, it was crippling at times, um, and we worked on that from a psychological perspective. And so when I was in Tokyo, it was more about just executing the race that I knew I could put together, and I guess I addressed those demons um, before getting to Tokyo, which also was a lovely feeling to... I guess just have confidence in that, in that regatta and walk around and enjoy it and enjoy it for what what it was. It's Olympic Games. Um, I was inspiring people regardless of any kind of result I was about to get, but I knew that if, if I did race well, that it could be mine. This looks like a, a really close-knit bunch. Um, 
the, the rowing side of things. It really, it really does look as if you know you're you're right there for each other and and you're sharing uh, each other's success and failures, and maybe more so than a lot of teams. Yeah, um, I guess that's kind of the history of our sport, and uh, we all respect each other so much for turning up daily, and, and we do the same things, just in different boats. So we know how much effort has gone into every campaign. Um, and it's actually a, a really funny thing I was discussing with someone the other day that you know when you're in a sevens team, you're, you're winning together and everyone's won, whereas in our team we've got we've got a wider team um, and some people who haven't had the results that they wanted. So um, it's trying to celebrate our successes but also be aware of um, those that haven't reached um, the, the milestone that they wanted to. And, yeah, I think that that's the beauty of, of our squad is everyone is uh, looking out for each other and we also have used each other to push ourselves so much um, in that, that five-year campaign. You know, uh, when you watch rowing and you know see the end of a race, usually you see uh, rowers bent over double, trying to get some air back into their system, uh, just absolutely dominated by fatigue and stress and, and all sorts of expletives. Uh, you look pretty good. You look pretty relaxed. Uh, how, how did you feel as you crossed the line? Um, were you tired? I mean, were you, were you elated? Were you, were you in a zone? Um, I, I think I probably was in a zone because I didn't actually hear the buzzer go. Which, so I, I crossed the line and then thought to myself, have I got another couple of strokes to go? And then realised, um, and obviously was exhausted, but my initial thought was, wow, like this, is this happening? Have, have you actually done it? Um, which is probably a reflection on why I didn't throw my hands in the air and celebrate um, as maybe I, I should have. <laughs> You've... Uh... No, I, I think it was great. I think it pretty much sums you up, to be fair, uh, and, and the way that you've, you've just gone about this attempt and the success. Uh, you, you know, um, Mahad Drysdale was working, uh, I think, for TVNZ down at the Cloud in Auckland, which is uh, which was a bit of a hub for watching the Olympics. Uh, and, of course, it just went berserk when you won. Uh, they interviewed him probably, I'd say, three or four minutes afterwards. He cried. He absolutely cried. Yeah. I mean, you brought a giant like that to tears. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mahe and I have got a very rich history um, as friends and as single scholars, I guess. And um, he has, we've, we've travelled together extensively in the last kind of 15 years um, on the single sculling circuit and have formed a, a great connection. And um, I guess Mahe was actually you know, a big part of, of um, last week. He, I, I spoke to him after almost every race and... Uh, yeah, he certainly gave me some confidence leading into the final, and I actually yeah, gave him a call after um, my race, and mm. we both were were in, in tears. It was pretty emotional. <laughs> so to see him do that down at the cloud too, um, yeah, it's pretty special. Uh, I mean, uh, you would have had so many um, messages of, of congratulations, I'm sure, but that to me was that association is really, really special. Let, let's look just crystal ball gaze for a second in the short term. How are you going to celebrate this when you get home? Um, well, I think I've got a few um, supporters that are busting to see me. So um, I'll catch up with um, my wife and her family in Christchurch and then my family up in the Hawke's Bay. Um, and then I have no plans, which is another great feeling. I'm, I'm looking forward to celebrating it. And I guess in the, the past, even with a World Ch Championship title, um, you're always thinking about the next and the Olympics. And um, now that I've, you know, I've achieved this dream, I feel like 
I've got kind of every right to enjoy it and celebrate it, and um, I'm certainly looking forward to doing that. Are you going to be hot property on the speaking circuit? So uh, I guess you, in the next 13 days you can start writing speeches. Yeah, I might need some help with that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, the other thing, of course, which people will want to know, and it's, it's early days yet, but Paris Paris is only three years away now, Emma, and you, you've, uh, you, you've won it. Have you even given a yeah. thought to defending it? Um, to be honest, um, I feel like the story of the single skull has come a complete circle. Um, my body is still very willing and able, um, and I love the day-to-day of being an athlete. Uh, so it's certainly not a off off the cards, but I just I think need to have a time, um, take some time away and, and see if I actually have the desire to get back in a boat again. Uh, and it might be coming back and trying to contribute to the team in a in a bigger boat, um, or yeah, or, or hang up my oars altogether. Who knows? It's it's very much a question mark at the moment. Uh, Emma, uh, speaking of contribution, you have made a significant contribution to rowing in your career, but uh, to this particular Olympic Games, uh, a massive contribution to you and. Uh, to your rowing buddies as well. Uh, we thank you so much for that golden uh, 58 minutes in our life uh, and, of course, the girls a couple of days prior to that. It's just been a fantastic campaign. Um, enjoy the breather uh, and enjoy the celebrations. You fully, fully deserve it, girl. Fan- fantastic, and thank you so much. Thanks, my feet. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.